Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How's it going, buddy? Hey, Jeremy. Long time, long time, no talk. Yeah, why didn't you want to talk to me, man? I don't, don't know. Want to do the, don't want to do the podcast anymore? Is that what it is? Well. <laughs> it's my fault. It's all my fault. It's like our annual uh, retreat from podcasting just because uh, our Christmas rush is so busy that, you know, I don't even hardly have time to sleep let alone eat or do a podcast. <laughs> but that's over now. Yeah. Oh, man, it was a crazy one, but slower than last year. Definitely slower than last year, which, I mean, I think everybody knows that's for real now, right? Spending's kind of going down and this whole recession people talk about and all that stuff, but it was still good. I mean, still really, really good. So, Yeah, it's weird. Um, we're in a recession. Prices are going up. But yeah. the public is doing the opposite of what they have done in every other recession. Which is what? They're spending money. They're continuing to spend money. Yeah. Yeah. I have noticed things slow down a lot. And I've heard, like, I listen to a lot of different knife podcasts and stuff. And everybody's saying, like, man, I'm just noticing that the orders aren't flying out like they used to. You know, and people aren't spending. Well, yeah. Maybe it's just I, their knives. Yeah, no. Well, and the thing too, like, so say, you know, you look at consumer spending, uh, people that buy knives, they also have houses and, you know, they also buy TVs and phones and computers and the knife is just one, I think it's like, is handmade knife is like a luxury item, right? And I don't think there's many people that are like, you know what, I don't want any of the trappings of modern society. Like, I don't care about my television. I don't care about the consumer goods that other people care about. All I want is knives. I think the knife collectors, they already have all that stuff. They're consumers in all the other areas, but then like, ah, these knives are just my little interest. And I think sometimes those particular little interests are the first things to go, especially, I mean, if, if they have handmade knives, right? If they bought custom knives before things are a little tight, it's like, ah, you know, maybe I'll just buy the family a big screen for Christmas this year. And uh, I just won't buy myself a knife right now or whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, well, enough about me. What about you? No. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about knife collectors. But, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, I, uh, I spent um, quite a few pennies on a computer. Yeah. A new so how are you liking it? You liking it? Uh, yeah. Yeah I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. No, don't get me wrong. I am. I've, you know, I took it out of the box. I hooked it up on the kitchen table because I don't have my desk and uh but the desk I used to use for this you know we put upstairs for Danette because she's teleworking uh, so yeah. she went back to work and uh and I hooked it up you know did all the updates and all that and then you know turned it off and then yesterday I turned it on to do some update just to see if it needed some updates and it did, and then I, because I needed to uh, type something out, and I just wanted to see how I'd like that tiny little keyboard 
Mm-hmm. Answer is I don't. But no, I can get used to it. I just don't like it. So yeah, they're definitely I want different the one, than like a regular. Um, it's a little wider. It's still the tiny little Apple keys and stuff, but it's actually a little bit wider, hmm. and uh, has the number pad on it. The number oh, of keys yeah, yeah. on the right hand side. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna get that one. Yeah. So your computer, uh, it's one of those ones that you can get different colors, and it's basically just like a flat screen on a stand, right? Yeah. That's so. Well, no, mine's. Uh, I bought remanufactured Apple from Apple. Mine's yeah. a twenty twenty model, twenty seven inches wide. The new ones are twenty four inches. Had I got okay. a new one, I'd have either a blue or a purple computer. Yeah. But that's cool, but it's it's still like you don't have the small box that goes beside it or anything like that. No, it's, it's all one. Yeah. Isn't that and such bought, a clean design? I bought a small box that goes beside it, but huh. three of them, in fact. You know, two hard drives and one uh, thing that makes it easier to uh, use like other monitors or TV or whatever with it instead yeah, of having yeah. to reach by in the stupid iMac. Yeah, yeah. And the iMac doesn't have, um, you know, card slots, and that's what that thing's for. Yeah, yeah. You know, so weird is they took card slots off of their MacBook Pros, and the last MacBook Pro I had had an SD card slot, which for me obviously is fantastic because I'm always importing videos. They put it back this year, didn't they? Yeah, and I'm like, you guys, outrage. Yeah, but it seems ridiculous. Like anybody that has a laptop and a Mac laptop, I mean, chances are. I mean, generally speaking, like like people that do photography and videography, I mean, some of them use PCs, but I would say more would use a Mac product than, you know, than a PC product. And so it's like, by their nature, they kind of lend themselves to being for that type of uh, digital arts and, and visual stuff. And one of the most important things in that field is taking the card out of whatever it is you're using, a, a photo camera, a video camera, and bringing it into your software. And it's like, why on earth would you get rid of an SD card slot? That is ridiculous. It's not like they didn't have real estate. It's not like they put other things there. It's like, oh, we just want less things on the side. And it's like, oh my word, now I have to have a dongle. And But I uh, mildly cracked the screen on my MacBook Pro last night. Very, very mild. Um, I had my headphones, you know, the little, little 3.5 millimeter thing that plugs in. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that it was right at the very edge of the computer near the hinge and I went to close it and it snapped and just just right in the very bottom like it literally it's not even part of the screen it's just the glass at the bottom but I was like no and I didn't even know it had didn't make a noise or anything and I just closed it and I noticed it didn't really want to close all the way and I was like oh no but I was like phew Felice it's not too bad a little powdered glass all over the place but it will not affect the performance in any way, shape, or form. And I always have to put some type of a dent or a ding or something into my computers when I get them. This is the longest I've ever kept one pristine, but. Come on, yeah. it's a computer, not a new truck. Yeah, that's right. Speaking and of new I, truck, uh, I think I got lucky with the specific computer I got um, from Apple because uh, I'd rather have new. Right? Yeah. But once I read up on how Apple does their uh, remand or refurbished, and then actually 
talked to uh, an America Apple person mm-hmm. and uh, at the Apple help thing. Anyway, um, my they said they don't normally do anything with the outside unless the screen's cracked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you get a new keyboard and a new mouse, but other than that, they don't generally do. Mine is immaculate, the whole thing. Oh, wow. Right? And I had bought Apple, uh, extended Apple Care with it as well. Mm-hmm. And while I'm setting it up, I get this little stupid pop-up. I have never, ever seen on any of my uh, Apple products. And it's like, hey, you need some help? You got any questions oh, really? about your new computer? And then they said, would you like to know about it? What do you mean? Yeah. And basically, no one had ever used it. Really? And when they got it back from like a uh, authorized distributor like B&H or Amazon, whoever, an Apple store that had never been sold, they pulled it out of the brand new box, um, updated all of the stuff inside with like brand new, even though it had never been used. And there you go. And I got it for like a third to half off. Oh, wow. Which is scary knowing how much I paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That Apple stuff is not cheap. <laughs> yeah. 6,200 bucks. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it works. I don't know. I'm a I'm a huge Apple fan. Um, all their stuff. Like I don't know. I I buy a new Apple phone and I just keep it until the battery won't hold a charge. Or I don't know. I probably keep my phones for about four years. I would say, and then I'll go buy a brand new one. And same thing with my computers. Like I usually get at least five to seven years on a computer. But I don't know. They're they're pretty good. I need a new AirPods Pro though. I've had them for two years, and now mine make a rattling sound inside. Oh, it is so obnoxious. It's like, like every time I turn my head, it's a little, and then, oh. So, but I was told, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting those for Christmas or not. I asked staff, I said, should I go buy them, or should I just wait? She goes, oh, they might have sales after Christmas, so maybe just wait. Because she needs some, too, because hers aren't charging very well. But, but, I mean, I use those things every single day, you know, and they're, Oh, I love those things. Yeah, everything yeah. breaks eventually, hey? Yeah, I use. I uh, need a new phone now. Um, I lost my phone for about six hours one day a couple months ago. And ever since then, I have had problems yep. with it. Hmm. Weird problems, Maybe you hurt too. its feelings. Um, like, hmm. it'll just... my. Uh, I have a photo of... Danette and Benny on my lock screen and on the same photo used to be on like my wallpaper. Right. Mm-hmm. And the wallpaper will just go black. It'll drop it. Oh, weird. Just randomly. Wow. Oh, oh. What, what the what? So had to yeah. change that. And it hasn't done it since I changed the picture. That is weird. And then, uh, yeah, if I stay too, I have, you know, like on your, uh, Wi-Fi router, you have the 2.5 and the 5G. Okay. And the two dual channel, basically. But if I stay on mm-hmm. one of the channels too long, I'll quit getting texts. Hmm. Because you know, I have no 
cell signal, so everything's like Wi-Fi calling, Wi-Fi text, yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So every day I have to switch which one I'm on to continue oh, getting annoying. text, phone calls, stuff like that. That's annoying, hey? Uh, more so than you know. Yeah. And, all right, I'm going through all of this, just bought that computer, shopping for a phone, blah, blah, blah. And then I was recently someplace, you know, uh, at a meeting and was hearing the age-old Apple versus Android debate or yeah. PC debate or whatever, Apple against yeah. the world. Yeah. And how the other side thinks the other side is stupid and they're part of a vast <laughs> conspiracy and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what? There are usability differences between both. But you know what the number one difference is between Apple and everything like PC or Android? And they're like, what? I said, with an Apple, you feel victimized at the point of sale. With Android or PC, you feel victimized in six months when it electronically explodes. Yeah, that's right. And you have to go buy another one. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. "Mm." And then one of the other people were like, "Eh, yeah. That sounds about right. I'm like, yeah, you know, no kidding. You know, I've mm-hmm. got a PC I paid good money for, had it built, and now it just decides to turn itself off. Uh, yeah. The power button gets stuck. It's weird. Um, it's outdated because of stupid Windows 11. Hmm. Um, and I got Windows 10. Anyway. And then you buy yeah. Apple, and it will last forever, but then they just, Eh, we're not going to support that anymore just because you haven't bought a new one. Yeah. Uh, what? So. Yeah. I have the original iPhone. I bought one when it came out. I still have it. And um, every now and then I'll I'll turn it on. I'll plug it in and turn it on. And it gives this uh, warning and it'll be like, please. Uh, it'll say, and I've seen them before on other, like some of the original iPods. It'll be like, please wait two days to restart or something, but it'll come up and it'll be like, please wait. It'd be like 14,739,362 days to restart. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Like it holds a charge. I'll, I'll charge it up and it'll stay on for a few days with this warning on it. And then I, I just asked, I was at an Apple store for something else. And I said, I get this message. He goes, yeah. He goes, some, some of those original ones have that. And there's like, there's absolutely nothing you can do. He said, you could bring it into us and we don't even have uh, the support that could get it working again. You know, and I mean, I granted it's old, 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 but I always thought, man, that would be so cool if I could get the original iPhone. You know, I think it has like a two megapixel camera or something like that. And then rock that. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. It's like, check this out. You got the 14. I got the one. <laughs> but. It's not even numbered. Went from iPhone to no, two. That, but, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. You just turn it on one day and it has a message. Please let me die. Buy yeah, a new one. Yeah, I've lived a good life. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're looking at getting Starlink out here. I'm not like yeah, our, I've heard good, mad, and the longer it goes, the worse it gets. Really? Well, no, I take that back because you know they're probably. A large number of people that have Starlink. I probably yeah. heard from a dozen. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I know our neighbors, like I've I've known two neighbors now, actually the people that bought our house um, 
I, I messaged him two weeks ago and I said, hey, like, because they had Starlink delivered while we were still living there. And I said, hey, I'm just curious after, you know, he's had it for, what, four or five months now. Curious how you're liking the Starlink. And he said, it's actually really good. He said, in the beginning, it went down once. But he says, just turn it off, turn it back on. Because um, his wife is a, a legal transcoder or whatever. She types in, she gets the audio files and she has to type in the entire court case. Yeah. And so, obviously, a lot of data transfer. But he said, it's phenomenal how fast it is. But... I know it's like 150 bucks a month. Right now we're paying like a hundred bucks a month, but ours is so spotty here. And the problem we have is like, we're on this little, they call the TELUS hub and it has a limit to the amount of devices that can be on it at a time, which in theory, it's like no big deal, except for the fact you've got four kids. Um, there's three, three of them have their own cell phones now. Uh, they've all got iPods. The three older ones all have MacBook airs. And then, you know, I've, I've got an iPad and, and, and a phone and a computer and Steph has an iPad and a phone, a computer. And it's, man, it's a pain. Like sometimes the kids will have like a test they're doing live with their teacher and we have to make everybody turn their Wi-Fi off on their phones so that it's, I don't know. So I'm not, that's the one thing I'm looking into is how many users you can have. Because I, I noticed on the Starlink website, you can buy it like for personal or if you want it for like a corporate setting and it's like up to 40 users. And I'm like... <laughs> We've almost got like up to 40 devices of our own for Pete's sakes, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm always, I'm kind of hesitant to support Elon Musk. He's such a weirdo, but then I'm also like, man, with the speeds you can get, and it's just, if it's reliable. I remember first seeing Wrangler Star had it, and he said it would be like super fast, and like every 15 minutes it would just drop out for like one second. And I think his kid was like live gaming or something like that, and he said that one second ruins, you know, but I, I don't know. Who knows? And you're also you're also contributing to space pollution with all those satellites he's throwing up there, you know. But well, who I, knows? You know, I've heard <clears throat> uh, so many opinions about it. It just seems like it's another option with the same potential issues as every other one. Um, yeah, yeah. Unless, but with the benefit that none of them have is. If it works in your area, even though you may be inconvenienced every once in a while, the majority of the time, it'll be like nothing you've ever seen Yeah, yeah. in your area. That's true. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I was over, I, I was on the wait list. Then they told me, hey, you can get on it. No problem. Just click this link and get started. And I waited two or three days because I was doing something else. Is that for Starlink? You know, you know busy around and then um our cable company said hey we're bringing fiber out there and you'll have up to you know it's 200 megabits but then they doubled that for free no wow. because of we we sat out here for three years with no internet and then <laughs> yeah. uh but in reality i'm getting up to 600 oh wow that's down, insane and then up to about hmm, three or four up Wow. Up has slowed down this past two weeks, but. So how many I'm, up? I'm not. Do what? How many, how many up do you have? Uh, depends on the device I'm using, but anywhere from like 50 to 300. Wow. That's insane. In one day, I think I showed you the screenshot. I had yeah. like almost six, like 601 up and five, I mean, down and 500 up. Wow. I'm like, whoo. 
Yeah. See, I would like, I'm all about the upload. Like, I mean, ours is fine for like streaming videos and, and even like, like our call we're doing right now, it's not a huge amount of data we're transferring, but you know, I saw the video I uploaded, I don't know, was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Get the review of that sharpener. Um, it takes about an hour and a half to upload that. And I'm like, this sucks. And then especially I uploaded it, I put it live and then I didn't pre-watch it right when it came out of Final Cut Pro. Usually I'll pre-watch it as I'll, I'll start the upload and then I'll watch the whole thing. And I had a couple of mistakes, like some of the clips I put in there went over top of other clips instead of in between. And so then there's about, you know, a couple seconds of talking that were just cut off and it, it was a main point. And I'm like, oh crap. And so I had to shut it off. I had 40 views on the video in like a minute and I'm like, oh shoot. And then because that's a giveaway video, I was like, I hope nobody's commented on this. And luckily there were no comments yet because I hadn't gotten to the point. I don't think there was enough time to watch it to where I was a giveaway, but I had to just make that private and then delete that video and then make my corrections and then wait for another hour and a half. And it's just like, ugh. like I uploaded that video three different times yesterday and it literally took about five hours to get it where I wanted it. Wow. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's my notifications when I said you uploaded it. And I'm like, I started, I giggled to myself a little. And then I went to go look at it like two minutes later. I'm like, it's not there it's anymore. Gone. It's gone. Yeah, that's why. That's why. So. I figured that's just what it was. Either somebody, you know, did what you and I had talked about or there was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I should have watched it first. Silly me, but. Well, yeah. I was watching a video on. Yesterday, Wednesday, I was watching a video, and it cut off in the middle. It was like a 45-minute video. I'm 25 minutes in, and it dies because oh, no. they found a problem with it, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> and now I refuse to watch the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Uh, but Yeah, that... that- so the video I got, yes, I'm surprised I haven't. Well, I, I was quite explicit not to put in nasty comments. Yes. But um, let me just see. Let me pull this up. Yeah, did I you see got, my comment? I did. I did. <laughs> I, I saw it right before we recorded. Um, but so that that video has like let's see, 230 comments on it. Cool. In a day. Yeah. And so, like, like if I look back, the next videos, I got 60 comments, then 24, then 50, 23, 35. I'm like, people wanted 230. It's tenfold what some of the videos get. But so yeah, I was cool. watching a live stream the other last night, no, day before. And uh, there was, like, 25, 2,800 people in it. Wow. And there was, like, four likes. I was one of them, but there was, like, four <laughs> likes. Huh. And the... Um, the individual on you know whose channel it was that was giving live stream stopped. He's like, Wow, he stopped in mid sentence. He was like, Hey, what's up with these likes? And then yeah. he actually typed it in the live chat, you know, in case somebody had muted. But anyway, he's like, I'm not saying another word, really. I'm not giving you people the update to the channel. You know, huh. this stuff is free. I don't ask for anything. And you can't even hit click like. Nah, not doing it. Huh. And he just stood, yeah. sat there, staring <laughs> at the camera. I mean, he had a, he had a smirk, but, um, and his wife was smirking too. And then you saw the likes counter start going up. That's funny. Well, who was this? What channel was this? 
Oh, Rain Man Ray's uh, repairs. He's an auto oh, mechanic okay. guy. He's funny, um, great guy, uh, but it was it was hilarious. That is funny. That's cool. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> taking my ball. <laughs> I'm taking my toys and going in. Yeah. But it worked, you know. Yeah. And he's so funny, too, because if he does something in the video that's supposed to be a comment generator, he tells you that. Not really? He's trolling the trolls that <laughs> troll the trolls. And yeah. I'm like, that is so funny. Because huh. there are people out there that do just ignorant stuff in there. No, I'm not talking about Andrew Camerata. Um, so for comments, and yeah. he's brilliant at it. By the way, he's he's got he needs the Oscar for uh, comment generating. But uh, you know, just some people that are just everything in the video is, you know, it shows they're they are very proficient at what they're doing. And they're intelligent. And then they do something just wacky and um, yeah, pulled out of the, you know, uh, diproid drawer. And you're like, really? You can't come up with something better than this? Yeah, yeah. But It's crazy. Yeah, anyway. You know, it's a, I was thinking about it. Um, I, so how many weeks have we missed of our podcast? Like four? Five? I think. It was, I, was uh, like, I know it was November when we did the last one. Yeah. Because I was thinking, there's a lot of things that have happened. I mean, you know, I've texted, obviously, but, um, man, so this this fall has been, like, trying. Um, not, like, with any family or personal things, but, dude. Well, <laughs> I thought oh. for sure at one point <laughs> with some of the stuff, that, if you ask what you're talking about, with the shop and the heat and everything else. Oh, that's um, a, it would so, make for some interesting conversation at, uh, you know, family holiday dinners if your mom and dad came back. Yeah, yeah, we had that conversation with them, and that, it was a little <laughs> heated, but it, it's How fine. How about that uh, heat pump, Dad? Yeah. So, okay, so this, like, what happened, I'll just kind of say this was kind of how this all started. It was a couple weeks into the the real busy rush part, like when we weren't podcasting, and my truck was making such an awful noise and I've been kind of fiddling with it for about a month or two before that. I took the CV axles out of the front because I thought, oh, it must be CV axles. So what it sounded like, but I went to inspect them and they felt great. Like I pulled them out. They felt really good. They, you know, I'm like, I don't know if that's a problem. So I left them out. So I'm like, that way, like I can drive. It's not going to hurt anything. It's, you know, I'm not going to let those spines get rusted or anything like that. But noise is still there i thought okay so and i i had it like that and the only time i take my trucks when i go to pick up wood for for making signs and stuff or haul garbage and so i was like okay so it's not that and it kept getting worse and worse and then i was like it's like i bet i got a, a drive shaft when my u joints is gone and so i checked the front go into the diff to, fine i took it out like everything felt fine i checked the back and then the carrier bearing at the back of the transfer case like I could take that out, that little shaft that comes out of the transfer case and I could move it up and down like a quarter of an inch. Oopsie. I'm like, I'm like oh, darn. So, and then I was trying to find a, like a wrecker that had this transfer case because mine's the manual pull it into four wheel drive instead of the push button. And the push button's way more common. But, and I spent a couple weeks. I'm like, I'd love to just get a used one for five, 600 bucks. Couldn't find one, couldn't find one. And so I thought, well, I'm, I called this transmission place and, 
okay, it's going to be 2700 bucks to put a brand new one in. GM, it's got a full GM, like 90,000 kilometer warranty. And they're certified and all this stuff. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like, I don't have time to fix this myself. And I need this truck. And in the interim, like, I was taking our, our Buick Enclave and hauling a trailer to pick up lumber, you know? And I'm like, this is dumb. This is like my wife's view. This is our nice car. Like, I like this one nice to go to church. Like, if I go anywhere, I take the car or the van. I don't take the Buick, right? Unless the roads are terrible because that thing's like a cat on the ice. But um, so anyways, I'm in the shop. I'm putting the front CV axles in because I don't want to, like, be embarrassed to take <laughs> take it in there while they do that. I'm putting the CV axles in. I've got it all done, getting buttoned up. And I'm just torquing the lug nuts and all of a sudden water starts pouring from the ceiling. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And the week before I had three plumbers here for about six hours trying to get this boiler to fire. Couldn't get it firing. Couldn't get it fired. Didn't know what was wrong. Kind of sort of got it working a little bit. They only had one loop that, cause we've, there was an office built onto the shop and that one circulation loop that has the radiant baseboard heaters. That was the only one working. And I thought, okay, fine, whatever. And then we got a cold snap, and this was while I was working on my truck, and there's lines that go up through the ceiling and in the at like the attic, basically, and then come down to these uh, radiant blower heaters, right? So when the door opens, they'll fire on and bring the temperature right back up. And at this point, we didn't have any of the lines in the floor working. And uh, so it got cold, and there's water in those lines, and one of them burst. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And then... So I'm like, okay, so I drain the whole system. We've got no heat in the shop. It's like minus 20 outside. Go take in my truck, 2700 bucks. Call the plumbers back. Now they, they give me a $2,800 bill and still nothing's not, things aren't working properly. And then that evening I went to have a shower and there's no hot water in the house. And I'm like, oh my word. Like, oh, oh, so frustrating. And anyways, my, my parents have charcoal filter system filtering the well water that comes into the house, you know, makes it taste better, yada, yada. And then I only found this out later on because I'm, I'm fighting trying to get this stupid hot water work because we got a boiler for the house too. So there's in-floor heating in the basement and in the garage and there's forced air upstairs, but then the boiler heats the hot water tank. And so I was getting just air bubbles, air locks everywhere. And I'm like cracking valves, hissing out air. And I'm still like, even today, when I got up this morning, we had no hot water in the house and they cracked the line. I've got these special little tools made up where I put this thing on here and it can bleed the air out. And then when I was in town today, I actually picked up a, a real big air, those air valves that let air out, but no water. Yeah, I'm going to put that on the main line because our well water for some reason is aerating. And like when we turn on the water, sometimes it'll psh, 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 psh. and so if that's feeding the boiler system and you know, if you got air in boiler, you get an airlock and nothing's moving. Right. So, but anyways, nothing's happening in this boiler. And I'm like, this is so stupid. And it was probably a third of the time, maybe half of the time we had hot water, half the time we didn't. And so finally I thought, what's going on? So I shut the system down and I'm just like, I find, I've got to figure it out. Like I know where everything goes. I know what everything does. And I'm like, why is this happening? Why are we getting no flow? And so I pull, there's a main filter coming in from the supply line. And it also kind of goes out from the boiler and I pull up and it's full of charcoal <laughs> from this water filter system. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I, it's like a wire mesh filter. And I'm not joking. I pulled about three solid fistfuls of charcoal out of this filter. I'm like, no wonder we're having flow issues. And so that has been going on. And then the, the boiler for the shop 
has, you know, I had it running and then I came in on Sunday morning before church. I'm like, I got to check this. I just want to make sure everything's good. I come in and there's water all over my welding area. I'm like, oh crap. I found one of the lines is cracked and oh man, like it is everything it seems. And then, and then like two Sundays ago, I go to open the door to the house and it just doesn't work. The, The little thumb latch that you press down, it's not doing a thing. And I'm like, what the heck? Couldn't get the front door open. And so we're like, either go through the basement or open up the overhead garage door. And so I finally got in there with some pry bars and stuff and got it open, took the thing off. And the little, you know, little square bar that rotates in there is just completely gone. And it fell down into the door. I'm like, I told my dad, I said, I think the thing with this house is that it had two people living in it. And they probably lived in there for about three months a year, realistically, three or four. My dad says six, but it's not six. And you go from, you know, all the systems of the house are used to that load. And then you put six people in here full time year round. And it's just like, we're just taxing these systems. I, I think they're kind of coming around now and we're tweaking stuff. But man, I have, I don't know if I've sworn so much <laughs> in a month period as that. Oh, everything. And then this is broken. Oh, and then the gate's not working. Like I, I've probably spent 40 hours trying to get our gate to work. And I adjust this and then this and I adjust that. And then that and like, and it's a commercial grade lift master opener. It's not one of these little tube things. And it's, man, the, the thing is my parents, you know, they would come home usually a week before Christmas, maybe two weeks before Christmas. And on Christmas day, they always fly back to Phoenix. And so this house, this shop, this gate is not used to anything happening here in the winter time, you know? And uh, the reason I thought there was a flow issue is because I kept getting this overheating warning on the boiler. It's like an air 65. And then you look at the little chart and it's like an overheating and it shuts itself down for six hours and then relights. And so if they're gone, you know, and they're not using hot water in the wintertime, it, it's not like it ever freezes up, but really it'll, it'll overheat because the water isn't flowing and then it shuts off for six hours and they'll start a little bit. So I, th- I think it was like an unnoticed problem to them or probably just didn't happen to them. And then now that we're here, just laying the boots to this house, <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't handle it. But man, and then my, my air compressor died that same week. <laughs> my 60 gallon air compressor just, well, the bearings went out in it. Oh man, everything that could go wrong goes wrong. So it has been a uh, trying, trying last couple of months, but I think we're, uh, I think we're set. Slowly get it figured out, you know. And you haven't had the greatest last couple of months either, have you? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, did something as stupid as try to put up a baby gate and uh, back went out, couldn't walk. Yeah. Like, what in the Sam Hill? But it, you know, my, I used to, my back, when it used to go out, I'd have a very long recovery period if, you know, I've gone from a couple of days to six years. Uh, wow. It, it at least seems like my recovery is better now. That's good. Um, you know, two, three days, four days, and then it, and I'm going to, religiously going to physical therapy for it, really trying to put the effort in and mm. losing some weight. I think I'm down 13 pounds. Oh, wow. And, Good for you. And now I have to uh, find out Monday, got to have surgery on my hand, both hands. Oh, mm. at the same time. Oh, wow. I don't have to have them at the same time, but 
if we're going to do it, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I said, I'm going to use my hand. He's like, oh, yeah, you can, you know, dress yourself. You just be like crab claw, you know, usage. I'm like, yeah. Um, can I wipe? He's like, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> and just buy one of those tooth or tushy toilets or whatever. I know. With a bidet, um, bidet built into them. <laughs> or, hon, I'm ready. <laughs> 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 Must have been a good magazine article you're reading. You're in there for a long time. <laughs> I used to, Seth's grandparents always had National Geographics beside a basket, <laughs> beside the toilet. <laughs> Sometimes I'd sit down and I'm like, first of all, the idea of it, when I think of it, I was like, this kind of gross. It, it is. But then I'm like, oh, shoot, I've been in here for a long time. <laughs> I was done my business like minute, like 10 minutes ago. This is just such an interesting article. <laughs> ah, now my legs are asleep. I can't get up. Yeah, all the little cousins are like, is Uncle Jeremy done in the bathroom? I have to go pee. <laughs> Just a minute. <laughs> or outside, take the magazine kid. out with you. Yeah. I'm not quite done yet. I'll take this outside with me <laughs> and then sit it down on the kitchen table and read it. <laughs> it's kind of a gross thing, but yeah, funny. Hmm. So overall, yeah. I guess, good year for you. Overall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, bought that land that adjoins yep. us about, you know, 31 and a half more acres. That's uh, right. You know, got the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I can't talk about publicly, yep. uh, got a computer, you know, yep. all kinds of little yep. stuff. Um, yeah. So, right um, Today's not so hot, and last night's not so hot. Why is that? You know, we were supposed to have 40-mile-an-hour gust, and we had oh. like 45-mile-an-hour sustained winds for 10 hours at my house. Oh, that's brutal. And uh, I, mean, I thought when I was going to wake up to, you know, like Montana snow. No, I can still yeah. see the grass. But, it, you know, through the snow, it's all white, but you can see the grass. And, yeah. Uh, so not a lot of snow, but I think yeah. some of that is due to it had been warm and then it rained and then it snowed. So uh, the snow's yeah. been melting as it falls. And now yeah. it's, you know, negative seven degrees here. So, yeah, it's oh, always. Wow. Yeah. We are coming out of a cold snap. Um, we've had a decent amount of snow this year, actually quite a bit, uh, more than years past. But um this past week during the week, we got down to minus 36 Celsius, which is, I don't know, less 32 Fahrenheit or something. And at that temperature, like any of the salt solutions, the ice melt solutions the city uses, they're they're not effective in any way. And uh, I took my son Isaiah to into the city on Wednesday night because uh, his guitar teacher plays and like he's like one of the church uh, worship pastors and I mean and they do this thing called now the night of worship and I mean it's phenomenal like it is like rock and roll like it's smoke lights um and this is one of the biggest churches in Canada so it's not like a little worship team playing like this some phenomenal talent and uh it's just it's like going to a concert it's it's first class and so um Isaiah really wants to eventually join and so he said hey why don't you come to a rehearsal and see how we do it and so they got him a monitor in there and like they all have iPads and they can you know you know if you want to just I want to hear what the piano is doing right now they can turn their own volume for the piano up that goes into their monitor but so he went to that and I took him 
because uh, I had a little bit of Christmas shopping I wanted to do. But there were some places that it absolutely a solid sheet of ice, like solid sheet of ice. And man, I would come like coming up to make a turn, like a right-hand turn at an intersection. There's nobody around, and I'm slowing down a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I've got winter tires, like really good winter tires, on an all-wheel drive vehicle. And like I say, that thing is usually like a cat. And I'll just like, oh, I'm trying to turn, and I'm just sliding straight. I'm like, oh, man, is that ever brutal. But it's warming up. We're at minus 20 now, and then we're supposed to be above freezing for Christmas Day, I think. It's like two degrees above or something, so... Oh man, like our garage door when it's like minus 36, it doesn't open. <laughs> like you press the opener and it goes up about three feet and stops. And then you have to close it and then open it real quick and stops. And then you got to do it about five or six times. And then whatever ice is in the hinges breaks and oh, it's, it's nasty. That is a, there's a difference between minus 30 Celsius and minus 20. That is just, it's like night and day. It's incredible how vicious like minus 36 is. It's hateful. Ugh. Yeah, I saw um, some place in Montana was expected to be negative 75 wind chill yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I remember those days. Um, don't like them. Yeah. Didn't like them then. Yeah, we've, don't like them now. We've had minus 50 wind chills last pretty much all week. Like it's been windy and cold, uh, 50 Celsius. I don't, let me see what that is in Freedom Height. Such a weird conversion. Minus 40 Celsius and Fahrenheit is the same. Mm -hmm. So minus 50 C to F. So minus, well, that's pretty close. Minus 58 Fahrenheit with the wind chills. You go outside, like, like I'll go out to the gate to try and get it to close or something, and I won't have my face covered. I'll have a toque on and mittens and gloves. And I get back, and my face is in pain. It feels like there's like a million needles just pressing into my cheeks. Oh, it's dangerously cold out there. But... You know, this, I say for us, this year has been completely, entirely unexpected. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, last year, this time, you know, there was never even a sniff of moving. And I don't know, this is February. My parents are like, hey, you guys want to buy the farm? And I'm like, what? And then there's a couple months of indecision. It's like, I don't know if we should do this or not. I don't know. Humming and hawn, and then we do it, and then... That was a lot of work moving out here, you know, but, oh, it's so good. You know what's awesome about this house? I think, well, the hot tub is pretty rad. It's a, it's, it's a nice house. Like, there's nothing wrong with the house. It's in great shape. It's just, you know, it's not used to the volume we put to it. But my parents put in a really high-end wood-burning fireplace. And this one has a gas light system. So it's got a gas bar on the bottom of the grate. And so you can put your logs there, turn the gas on, and once the logs are going, then... Uh, turn it off right and it's got it's the type that have like the auto vents in them or the auto air fresh in the fireplace so you don't have to crack windows or anything and so we went and bought like uh two-thirds of a cord of wood we got some larch and birch and in the new year after christmas i'm gonna go buy another cord of birch and we have like fires every single night and it is the greatest man oh it's unbelievable absolutely love it and it, you know this is like season it's been dried for like three years and in the house, you can't smell there's a fire whatsoever. But as soon as you step outside, you smell that beautiful aroma of a nice, nice, good quality wood burning. Oh, it is like a luxury that I'm just oh, absolutely love it. It's fantastic. So yeah, that's a 
big move this year was something we didn't see happening and uh it's good slowly getting the shop set up the way i want it and um my parents are getting their stuff slowly out of the back and it's good. We'll get all the heat on. I'm sitting in here right now. I don't have any electric fans going. I'm at 62 degrees Fahrenheit in the shop. So that's pretty good. It's almost a little hot, depending if you're doing like a lot of welding and you're you're moving around. You actually, I actually get a little bit hot and start sweating. I'm like, oh, it's a little too warm in here. But it's about right for just sitting here in front of a computer podcasting. So, And that's only two of the four zones. Like now that I've got time and the rush is over, I'm going to crack another zone and just monitor that because I know two of the of the ones that are off right now one of those for sure has a leak and maybe two of them do so i'm just going to crack the one of them and i need to basically be out here all day long to monitor it and check it and then uh, my dad has this awesome infrared camera and so i can see where the lines are in the floor so cool man this fluke i looked it up and it's a seven thousand dollar infrared thermal imager (laughs) it does video it does still images it is the slickest thing. They use it for maintenance at airports, so you could walk underneath gearboxes and just see, you know, or, or motor. Oh, this motor's about to go. We can tell because it shouldn't be this hot. But uh, I, I don't know. Let's see. I think I think my dad wrote his name. A lot of those tools would be like Genus Airport Conveyor, but I think my dad took this and just wrote his name on it. And I was walking out in the shop there, past some of his stuff. It's sitting right there. I was like, I could use this right now. My dad's like, Oh yeah, go ahead, just use it. It's great for fixing this stuff up. So I can um. So once I get the other lines on, if hopefully one of those was still good, and then I'll be able to, you know, see where the lines are in the concrete, put some Sharpie marks on them, and then I can actually anchor my air compressor down, my new one, and I, I don't risk hitting one of those lines when I put it down. So but I think if I got three lines in, and then I've got the one radiant heater at the back, and that doesn't have slab heating in it, and so that's about, I would say it's probably like 40 degrees back there, and I've got an insulated door closed, um, but if I can get one more zone going and then I need a new motor, like a fan motor on the radiant blower at the front, I think I should have no problems heating this entire shop up. And it's, it is nice. Like that floor heating is, you got to kneel down to like work on a vehicle or something and you touch the floor and like my floors right now, there are some places they're reading like 78 degrees. Oh, it is so nice crawling under a car. And it's like, this is great. I <laughs> can just have a little snooze down here. Yeah. And uh, your feet feel better. Yeah, I love it. It's a like I was talking to the the plumbers here, and I said, "Well, if we can't get this thing on, this was when nothing was really working." I said, "I guess probably my next bet is to put in radiant tube heaters up on the ceiling, right?" And he was like, "Yeah," and he said, "Honestly, he said the system that they've put in here with uh, so the the radiators up at the ceiling they're supplemental. So if you open the door, you know they're on their own thermostat, and also they'll just bring the temperature right back. But he says you have this huge thermal mass, and he said the system that's here right now is a premium. You can't design a better heating system for a shop than what's here, and it's dustless, right? Because there's no fans blowing, it's not moving dust around, and it's completely silent, which is great for filming. Like that was a pain I had in my other garage. Is that I'd have to turn the heat off every time I was filming, and that thing. I mean, if I was filming for an hour or two, I'd I'd be down to like 50 degrees, and I'd have to be like, well, let's take a break and heat this place up again. So. No, very, I feel very, very blessed. This is uh, unreal. It, like I say, you know, last Christmas last time, this wasn't even in existence in a thought in our minds. Maybe my parents had been mulling it over, but this year turned out completely different than I would have ever imagined. And all, all for the good, all for the good. Not always easy, but all for the good. So it's been great. 
What about next yeah. year? Any big plans for next year for you? Yeah, but can't talk about them. Uh, I'm gonna. The plans are get the shot. You know, put some attention on that. Put some money into it that I've been not wanting to spend during uh, this increased cost of building material last mm-hmm. couple of years. Because um, I said to myself two weeks ago, so you don't want to spend uh, $3,500 on plywood. You just bought a $6,200 computer, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to myself, shut up. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. It's the principle. You know, I don't want to pay, you know, $60 for a $24 piece of plywood. Yeah. I just don't. Yep. Because that computer was $6,200 two years ago and this year. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's a principle. But anyway, I'm going to try to get that done. Um, and I might have an opportunity to go to a local lumber place, you know, mom and pop, mm-hmm. and get some good better prices yeah might have that opportunity later on in the year um you know maybe the second quarter of the year Hmm. um do something with the land that we just bought get it cleaned up at least the pasture right in front of us get that cleaned up that is overgrown now and uh, just yesterday got the name of the uh, timber cutter that Mm -hmm. one of our friends uses uh, get him out here and say, hey, you know, what do you think about selectively cutting this uh, partially for revenue and par- m- but mostly for to get this thing, this forest healthy again? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then maybe talk to somebody about pulling rock off of the other half of it. Uh, hmm. That would be strictly revenue. Because yeah. the land could pay me back for itself, hey. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> awesome say no to that yeah um you know just trying to i mean because if i were to be honest i would say i've been in a funk for a while you know because mm. the prices went up it kind of gave me a kick in the gut about my shop and yeah then the mouse apocalypse out there um <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm trying to get out of that and, uh, uh, you know, I had some good things happen here towards the end of the year and that were uplifting. I'm looking for a mm-hmm. church uh, around here. So that'd be good. I know the one church that was, I was thinking about and that's really local, um, they changed flavors recently. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that, but. They're no longer on the list of um, the denominational parent. Uh, oh, wow. Hey, you want a really good church that follows the tenets of whatever, you know, yeah. here's a list near you. Uh, they're no longer on it. So, And I oh, went wow. and read what they believe, and they, they've tweaked one thing that they believe or that they will um, – 
what's the word? Um, reluctantly accept. Okay. I'm like, nope, sorry. Huh. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah. You're doing it to be woke. Nope, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, church I guess goes woke. It goes straight to Hades. Yeah. We've actually In got really way, involved. You know. Yeah. We got really involved with our church this last year, too. Um, great church. Love, I love our church. Um, all Bible-based, which which I'm a huge fan of and uh, quite conservative, but still, I, I mean, it's super popular. And then I think it was my daughter first started helping out with, they call it children's ministries, which is, they just don't call it Sunday school uh, because, I, I don't know, they just, it, it's it's a ministry for the children. It's the same thing. So the parents can go to the big church, drop their kids off. And so our daughter started helping out with that. And then my son Isaiah started helping out with that. And then they're like, we need leaders and stuff. And so my wife signed up to help. And I thought, oh, sure. I love doing that with Sunday school with kids. And then um, they need people to, they have, basically the kids come in <clears throat> and, and we go to a large group. And so there's like, they do some songs, play some games. And then they've got like a story, the main story for the, that day and then you break off in your small groups and then you kind of talk about the story do crafts and stuff and they, they never have enough storytellers and I'm like oh <laughs> I can talk like I, I could talk with the best of them and so I lead two large groups the nine o'clock on Sunday mornings and then the 11 o'clock and it is so much fun it's grade three four and uh and the nine o'clock I do with another gentleman Rob and oh man it is so it's so much fun. Like we, we put on wigs and costumes and we kind of act out these Bible stories and get silly with it. And, and, uh, Oh, it's such a blast. So we've like, I come out every Sunday. So we're, you know, we do two services and then I am so recharged for the week after that. Like I get my energy off of making kids laugh, you know? And I like the thing about it is that they're learning about God, but having fun. And when I was, I mean, I grew up going to Sunday school and it wasn't about that. It was like, here's a lesson, sit still and don't talk. And did blah, blah. And it's not like the kids are like talking, blah, blah, blah. But most of the time, you know, we're, we're trying to make them laugh at the same time, telling them the truth of the Bible, you know? Oh, yeah. And, oh, I enjoy that. I enjoy that so much. It just, it fills my bucket is how you would put that. So. I had a woman that fantastic. did our, um, most of the Bible um, Sunday school I went to when I was growing up. Would have rather have been anywhere else. And yeah. she let you know it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But for you brats, I'd be in there with the grown-ups. Really? Yeah. Don't let us stop. Yeah, no, and that's what, yeah. And so, like, this is a very well-organized, like, I, I think the children's team has, like, four full-time people, right? And then, I don't know, 60, 80 volunteers, because, but, like, they said, you know what? If this isn't something you enjoy, we don't want you here. Uh, if you're here doing this, it's because you want to be here. You want to engage the children. You want to teach the kids the lessons and you should enjoy it. If not, find somewhere else to serve. If you want to serve, there's, you know, there's something for everyone that you can do. Some people feel like, oh, I feel like I should serve. And I think it's good. I think everybody should help out. But it's like, if you don't like being around kids, you could do other things. You could be on the maintenance team. You could be on the tech, like running all their... All kind, there's a million things you could do, you know, you could be a greeter at the front or, you know, so, so they really push that. It's like, you know what, we want you to have fun here. And it's, it's been great. It's been a blast. Get a lot out of it. Yeah, but and then also, uh, since our last meeting, I became a master Mason. Ooh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that, ha that whole process happened this year and, uh, 
you know, even like, so this year coming out of the pandemic, I mean, I had my date to originally be initiated like 20, 2020 or something like that. And then three times they'd be like, yeah, looks like we'll be able to open up for this. And then it'd come within a week and there's like new government restrictions. Like, oh, sorry, we're going to have to wait. And so I came into 2020 thinking, you know, or 2022 and be like, I'll never become a Mason. It's not just not going to happen. And then, um, yeah, it was uh, November 29th, I think, was a Saturday or 27th. I did my uh, my third degree, and it was absolutely phenomenal. It was fantastic. So that's something that I've really enjoyed this year. It's a, it is a very good thing, and it, it's funny because so many people think it's, like, what is it? And, you know, satanic, and they say, it's, abs- it's unreal. Like, honestly, I think every man should become a Mason. Because the lessons that you learn, they're all straight out of the Bible. But it's like, this is how a good man would live his life. And it's enforced and it's encouraged and, and there's obligations. You say, I am going to live just and uprightly. I'm going to, you know, help people in need. And it's just, man, if people just thought this way and kind of committed themselves more to it, the world would look completely different than it is now. So I've been, I've enjoyed that. That's been a real highlight of the year as well. Fun stuff. You should become a Mason, Todd. I have considered <laughs> it for a very long time. Yeah. Um, my grandfather, or my, my maternal grandfather was a Mason. My mm. uncle, my maternal uncle, my mom's oldest brother was uh, a Mason. And I have my grandfather's large um, Masonic Bible. It has mm. the less, some other stuff in it too and uh yep. and then i have another uh masonic bible that belonged to one of the two uh and i've always just had them there i haven't you know delved into them because something always told me eh, don't do that until you're one day you're a mason maybe yeah and well, there's uh, nothing <clears throat> Because when you become a master, they give you your, your Masonic Bible. Oh, no, I know. And but then you're, um, it's like you give somebody that doesn't know anything about anything a book on a subject and they read it, they come up with their own preconceived notions about what this means, what the messages are. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the class that teaches you that real thing. And then you're always like, well, no, it doesn't. It means this other thing. Well, no, the experts are telling you what it means, stupid. Shut up. Listen. Yeah. But right. I guess just to clarify, like, when some some people, when they hear a Masonic Bible, they're like, oh, it's a, a Bible just for Masons? And it's like, no, it's literally King James Version Bible. Like, and there's no, like, the so you get two things when you're math three. You get your apron, and then you get your book of the ritual, which is all the, the stuff you have to memorize and recite. And that is all the secret stuff in it. And then the Masonic Bible is literally just the Holy Bible, Old and New Testament. Uh, it's got the the compass and the square on it. And then it has a little bit of information about the different levels of masonry. And that stuff is all public. Not, none of that stuff is secret. So I was always curious to him, like this Masonic Bible, or, or is it something that they made up and they're calling it a Bible? No, it is literally the Holy Bible in King James Version. And I went and I compared a whole bunch of stuff, like like I read from it and stuff, and it's like, yep, this is just the Holy Bible with the Masonic symbol on it. And I just want to make sure people clarify. It's like, 
oh, I've got a Masonic Bible. It's it's literally just a, a Bible that's branded with the the star, the square and compass, and the G, which is for God. Yeah. So yeah. And Grandpa cool. has some stuff in the beginning, before the Genesis starts. That's a there's like a primer on a couple other religions. That way, you know, you're not ignorant of those religions and hmm. and some a primer on uh, masonry stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they I don't know if they do this one anymore. I don't know. This one's very old. So. And it has all of the pictures. So, hmm. and then when he got sick, he's got some things that the Masons sent him and my grandma. Some messages and stuff. Family yeah. heirloom, if you will. Yeah, yeah. That's but. cool. So, what are you guys doing for Christmas Day for the food? Um, I guess your whole day and the food. We got to talk about the food. No, there's not going to be any of that. We're going to go over to her mom and dad's house because they've been deathly ill. They went to a, on a Caribbean cruise and they came back. Uh, and they came back on the... the uh, a week or so, a week and a half ago. Deathly mm-hmm. ill. Deathly oh, ill. Oh, that sucks. Before that sucks. they got off the boat, they were te- or dad was tested for COVID. It wasn't that. Um, wasn't regular influenza. Or maybe it was. I don't know. Um, there is a little wishy-washy because it was a ship's doctor. And uh, was it really short? What or did it illness? Last long time? Yeah. No. Oh dear. Um, and they were, but but they said they were better. Well, Danette told me they were better because they went shopping today. Not today, but oh. that this particular day, and uh, earlier this week, and. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm in town. I'm at an appointment. It's when I found out about my hands. So it was Monday. I'm like, I'll stop by and see him on the way home. So I get there. The doors are locked, and Mom comes out, unlocks the garage, the man door to the garage. And uh, she's like, oh, stay away. We're still sick. I'm like, then I said you were feeling better. You went shopping. So if you went out in public, you shouldn't be <laughs> – uh, contagious, and if you are, you shouldn't have went out in public. Yeah, Mary, as in typhoid, and uh, but then she, you know, showed me um, on her chest where she's got like looks like pox. And oh, Jeanette and I looked up pictures of it, and it, I think she has an outbreak of shingles. Oh yeah, that's been going around. And I so around, I think but... they're both sick, but with two different things. Hmm. I think dad had bronchitis or something bronchial and mom had uh, shingles. Hmm. So we had this but, thing going and She's around. had them before and where the pock marks were, Danette said is where she had them before. So I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, there's this weird thing going around here right now. It's like a stomach bug. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> So on Tuesday, like a, like four o'clock in the morning, Foster comes into the room. I puked, I puked. And Steph goes, okay, I'll go clean it up. And then she goes and cleans it up and then she pukes and just like, like vomiting and diarrhea. Like I think Steph puked eight times on Tuesday. I cannot then, stand that. And every time I get a stomach flu, I wind up with 
vomiting and diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, and so anyways, and so then, okay, that's no good. And then Isaiah gets it. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, this is terrible. And then my dad was coming over. He's got like just like job site boxes full of tools. And he wants to, to have my boys and then my sister's son come over and sort through the tools. He goes, is Wednesday work? I said, I don't know. I said, they're, they're like puking and sick. He goes, oh, yeah, we had that two days ago. And he said, oh, yeah, tons of our friends had it. Where the, My dad was driving along. He's driving back to Strathmore. All of a sudden, I felt the urge to puke. Went to pull over on the highway and didn't have time to stop and get his door open and just puked everywhere. And he said, I literally felt 100% right before that happened. And then same thing with my mom. Totally fine. All of a sudden, just runs to the bathroom and pukes. And it's like a 24-hour bug. And my dad said, oh, I probably puked 10 times yesterday. And then... Just like that, feel totally fine. It's so strange. And then Kobe ended up getting it too yesterday. Woke up yesterday morning and he was supposed to have an orthodontist appointment. And like wakes up first like four o'clock, five in the morning and just runs and pukes. And then he's totally fine today. It's so strange. So I hope I don't get it. <laughs> I was shopping and I was like, I better bring some Pepto-Bismol with me. Just if you get it, vlog. In a bucket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. A day in sick life. <laughs> Live streaming. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I will trying give to be you real with you guys. money just to do that. <laughs> I'm just trying to be real with you guys. You know, I'm not just showing all the high points in my life. <laughs> I got your knife making right here, trolls. That's right. That's right. Okay, I'm going to puke from the other end, so I'll just shut the camera off for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jay, the, so we uh, got... There's a... One of the mechanics I watch, V-Core, I told you, he last time we talked, he's got the best way I've ever seen of dealing with trolls. He puts a spotlight on them. He'll screenshot them and off of the, their comment, whatever they're going to mm -hmm. comment, and then right up on Instagram it goes... Really, and uh, he had one guy the day before yesterday or something, just being stupid. Um, he's like, "You don't know what you're doing. You, you did this on this car you're repairing. That means you don't know what you're doing." And he's basically like, "Are you stupid? Have you hmm. no, no?" He he did not ask the question. He said, "You are either stupid." and have never done this, or you're fixing cars wrong. Mm -hmm. And then other people went to light, light this guy up. And most people in this situation delete their comment. Mm -hmm. This guy came back and doubled down. <laughs> He's like, well, what I meant was, and then jumped even farther into stupid lake. Yeah. And that went right up on it. I'm like, yes. Scott yeah. rocks when it comes to trolls. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, yeah. Well, we got a brisket that we're cooking up for. That's our tradition, our Christmas tradition. You're going to turn into a brisket. I hope so. I would be so satisfied with myself. <laughs> I told you before, like, being a mason was a huge sense of satisfaction. I just feel like I'm, I'm a master mason. It, it just feels phenomenal. I imagine that's how brisket feels. <laughs> <laughs> I am a brisket. No, did I did I tell you what my plan is for my dead air compressor? Yes. Yeah, make an offset, offset smoker. Smoker. 
And I'm sure, like, the, the one thing is there's nasties, like, fr- from the, the condensation that happens in there. But I'm sure if I just cut that sucker open, like, wire-wheeled the crap out of it and then sandblasted it, I'm sure it would be... And then burned it a few times before it cooked in it. Like, it's not it's not like a, if you grind deep enough, you'll get all that, you know, all that stupid rust or whatever out of there. I'm sure it's safe, hey? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you just sandblast it and, and to probably take everything off. Yeah, and then I thought if you put a couple real hot burns in the main chamber, that'll get rid of anything. And then, yeah, I'm going to go visit the guy that I bought this firewood from. Uh, he also sells actually actual smoking wood. So he brings it up from the States, and it's like whatever you want, like mesquite or this. I don't He's got about eight different types of wood, and that's the traditional way. Like the way I do it right now is I get my, my green egg going, and then charcoal like get that going and then i put lumps of whatever wood i want to flavor it with and that's how the smoke happens but i want it like the traditional texas style where you build a fire in the firebox you let that settle down and then now okay now you can put a little bit on here and there for smoke but even the heat that you're cooking from even though it's like not visible smoke it's that heat is actually from the ashes of this hardwood that gives that nice flavor you know and uh he's got three of them there and he said, oh, you want to build one? He says, come come here and get these dimensions because this one was built in Texas, one of the ones he has. And he said, this is the legit deal. Like, your box needs to be this size, and this is a double one, so the smoke actually goes sealed underneath where the rack is, so it gets a little, starts to cook there, and then the smoke comes up on the other side, and then exhausts the same side of the firebox is on. And he said, that just cuts your cooking time down like crazy, right? Because you're getting that heat, the radiant heat, and then plus the smoke comes over and the heat where it actually contacts the food. And so I want to build one of those with a propane tank. And I bet you could get like four nice-sized briskets going at one time. And then I would have a whole bunch of our friends over, man. Like a lot of our friends, I got like four or five kids, and it's like, we went to a real, went to a fun Christmas party. I was like, I would like to have all those people out here in the summertime and have like four briskets and just, oh, it'd be so much fun. That'd be a blast. Yes, and your uh, friends in Tennessee are just so envious. How oh, you guys come down for? We got a room for you. We don't have a bed in there yet, but we got my parents got all the stuff out of the suite, and so yeah, there's a bedroom. We just need to get a bed there, and then it, it's handy because you got your own shower, your own, you know your own little suite and be ready to go. The nice I thing about, about that is prime rib. Did you? The day after Thanksgiving. How did that turn out? Perfect. I mean, huh. three of the people eating do not like red meat. I mean, they're, they don't like it well. Well, one likes it well done, but every, the other two, my sister and my brother-in-law, they like it well, not necessarily. No pink, no pink. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's not how you eat. But I'll do it for you guys. And I studied up on it, right, how to achieve this and still have mouth-watering meat. Yeah. It was perfect. It was perfect. Oh, wow. It was the the very center cut, and only the very center cut, which was mine, had pink. Everything else was just not pink, but no more than that. And uh, (laughs) my brother-in-law couldn't even take it to the – uh, sit down and eat. He just ate it right there. Oh wow, that's cool. And uh, so, and it was probably one of the best meats you can make, right? Mm-hmm. But it was so easy. It was literally really? easier than grilling a steak or making a brisket. I mean, you 
Uh, now, every th- source I read the, said about the seasoning on it, don't do it, or do it right before you cook it because um, you want the meat to shine. And I'm like, and I did that, and I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do this just like I do a ribeye next time um, because prime rib isn't anything but a giant thick ribeye is I'm going to season it the night before, the day before, and give it a good 18, 24 hours to get a tiny bit of salt flavor throughout the meat, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be so much better. But you pre, I preheated the oven to uh, 450, 475, get it just good and hot. I got the, the meat, the roast in a uh, on a rack in a pan. Mm-hmm. Throw it in a 450-degree oven, 30 minutes. Turn it down to about 200, 225. And then it gets an outside sear, and then you low-slow it after that. How many hours? It depends. I was taking the temperature. Um, They they say between three and three and a half, Um, but mine was a little bit longer than that because, you know, they wanted it. Uh, at yeah, 160, yeah. 165. Uh, so, but the, it almost fell apart when I was just taking its temperature with an instant read thermometer. I'm like, oh, this wow. is tender. Yeah. Sweet. So, and I Man, had I'm gonna have to four, try at minimum, I had four, like one to one and a three eighths inch thick slices. Yeah. Oh, God. It was good. That's what you eat that meal? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean no. We ate steak and I had some other stuff too, but Oh, okay. Um and I was my back was kind of bad then. Otherwise what I wanted to do and what I may do next week is have prime rib and make fondant potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh either Fresh and then roasted Brussels sprouts or asparagus. Oh, wow. <clears throat> That'd be good. But, you know, depends. Yeah. Fondant potatoes takes, I mean, it's a, it's an undertaking. So what is that? Like just super, super fine, creamy potatoes? No. Um, I, have no I don't know what fondant potatoes is. It's, um... Think about a baking potato and you core it, but you want the core. You don't want the outside of it, right? Yeah. And you make about uh, oh, I see these inch and a half round little, and then you cut those in half or whatever. But you want them as tall as they are, big around. So you have these mm-hmm. little castles <laughs> of uh, potato. Yeah. And you yeah, you're cooking them. By basting them in butter mm. consistently until they're brown and crispy like um, roasted potatoes. And yeah. the inside of those things, dude, are really? like, it's the best potato anything I've ever had in my life. Oh, dude, that's two, two great but recipes it's so you've given me. labor intensive, right? Yeah. Um, oh, and you have, it's like fresh thyme sprig wrapped mm-hmm. up and put in the butter so you're basting those potatoes and thyme butter and 
garlic or whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. man, I've never heard of those before. I'm looking yeah, at pictures so of them, good. like, oh, it looks but so it's good. A really labor intensive to me. Hmm. You know. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be. It looks because like you got to cook them a little bit in the oven, a little bit on the stove top, and then just back and forth and spooning and. Hmm. That's cool. Paying attention. That's key, you know. And a lot yeah. of good things, um, like primary sides or attention to detail stuff, um, like risotto. I love mm-hmm. risotto. Yeah. But to nail it, man, you got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I have found that to be a little pretentious and a little bit of BS because I have, the last time I made risotto, I just let it cook. Came back, stirred it, threw in more water or broth, let it cook. I'm not sitting there stirring it constantly. It tastes exactly the same. Hmm. But, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, those are good. Yeah, I'm excited. I finally feel like I sold this morning. I went and uh, did the last hey, bit of Christmas dude, shopping. I have, to, I have the hospital calling me. I have to take this. Okay, I'll, uh, we could end it right there. All right. All right, text you if we're doing a show next week. Bye. Take care, buddy. Hello. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. That is our episode. We may have one next week. We may not. Cheers. <laughs>